Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Stephen Kagawa. Stephen, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. All right, man. Let's go. Stephen is the CEO of the Pacific Bridge Companies and the author of Aloha Financial Advising, doing good to do better for your clients and yourself. I'm excited to have you on. Stephen, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Great. I try to be as quick as possible. I'm a fourth-generation American of Japanese ancestry and third-generation in the financial advising business. Uh, my grandfather was the one that started it off uh, back in 1933. He was unhappy with the fact that uh, working at a trust company, that people of color were unable to obtain the same kinds of uh, products that his Caucasian neighbors could uh, at the same price. And specifically, he was in the life insurance industry, looking at the life insurance industry. So he sought out a champion. He found one uh, in AP Giannini, who became the the uh, founder of what became the Bank of America and Transamerica. And um, they together uh, abolished racially discriminatory underwriting practices in the United States. Wow. Uh, and that's a pretty great history to be born into. Of course, that's just, I guess, get born into it. <laughs> and three generations later, the question becomes, what am I doing with my life? What am I going to do of significance? Well, first thing I did was decided that the business that my family had been in for three generations, you know, basically sucked. And um, I just turned my back to it because everything I looked at when I looked at life insurance and investing, I looked at people in plaid suits, shaking hands, trying to make deals and and really selling stuff that maybe uh, we didn't want or we didn't need as people to get. And so I was appalled to know that my family was in this business until a young lady saved my life. She taught me how she didn't want to get any life insurance to cover her life. And it was her husband who decided she's going to buy some on his life. And that life insurance saved her life, um, kept uh, the business in, uh, in operations, kept the people paid, kept the lights on, um, allowed her to pick and choose what career she wanted to be in, where her children was going to, were going to be, um, and just didn't have to worry about money. And I felt like a, you know, this little speck on the wall when I was listening to her, um, you know, realize that I, here I was, this spoiled child who's, who'd been blessed to be in this great industry, a great, uh, you know, not only a great industry, but um, of people who really believed to do the right things and did the right things and reached out in spite of the hypocrisies of the time. Um, and here I was sort of spitting in the wind. And so I needed to change that. And, and that's sort of what got me started and why I'm here today. So I really uh, wanted to help single moms. I thought about her and what happens to her, right? And her kids, if something happens to her, you know, who's going to take care of them? Who's going to pay for that? And uh, so I launched this whole thing of, of uh, helping single moms. And uh, since that time, and that's a long time ago, fortunately for me, um, I've been addicted to, to this business. It was all about this business and uh, taking care of the people and yet as i started to find success i fell off that that uh, do good wagon and it was just about doing well for myself and um 
fortunately, life hit me up the head and said, you know, get your get your get yourself back on track. It's not about that. You know, you have a chance to go and share a great story with other advisors to help them do things for the right reasons, do things in a way that that bring joy to their lives and more importantly, bring joy and life fulfilled to those that they serve. Well, amen to all of that. I think that that we both share not not necessarily similar past, but I certainly went through a, a phase in, in my career because I started with 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 New York Life, and all told, I'm, I'm a retired New York Life agent, um, technically speaking, and did it for a long time. Just you know, it's like okay, I'm just going through the motions here. I'm making money, and then it sort of clicks for you. But then you also recognize that that there's an opportunity to be of greater service, and um, your, your 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 thinking changes, even though you might be marketing the same product. Just how you're doing it, and, and the approach that you're taking can be totally different. So, so I, I appreciate that very much. And 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 what a story about your grandfather! Um, what an incredible <laughs> impact! And 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 now you are proudly following in probably your father's footsteps and 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 his as well. So credit to you there. Um, what is it about the process that you think is 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 sort of flawed or broken yeah you know i i think it's to to no one's actually you know malicious ill will i mean it starts off with advisors wanting to come to the business uh being sold on coming into the business for a variety of reasons and um and one of those reasons is is really to help people and i think that's the key reason that people uh jump into the business and 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 but think about it, right? The company that brings you in, let's, let's just pick on New York Life since you you brought up the company name. Um, New York Life brings you in, recruits you in. They're not bringing you in to and recruiting you in to sell somebody else's product, right? It's it's about New York Life's product For first sure. and foremost, and and uh, and of course, then you start to sell it. So they teach you how to sell it. And you start doing well with it. They they um, honor you and bless you with with accolades and incentives and income, and you're rewarded for that sale. So what do you do? Do more of it. You get better at it. And pretty soon we forget that it's about helping the person in front of us. Not because we're not necessarily we're not necessarily hurting them, but are we really helping them to the extent that we can as advisors as we learn the business, as we grow in the business, as we find out. Uh, the other products and services that are uh, um, that are available in the industry that may be better than the products that we might have specifically at the company that we're representing at that time, and so so it's not the st- it's not necessarily the starting point. It's just the process that starts to evolve and take place, and so so um, what happens along the way, and and we may come back. By, by the way, most advisors who 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 last the journey. Um, end up being, I think, really great advisors. You know, once they get past that three-year threshold, you know, 86% of advisors that get started in the business three years later are out of that business. And it's because it's hard. And it's because I think a lot of times what we're taught to do is sell. And really, it's not about selling, right? People need advice and counsel. That's where it breaks down, right? But by that time, think about it, three years worth of all these advisors coming in, failing, by the way, Right. Uh, they've also created a reputation for us. They've created a standard of uh, expectation for those that we advise, and that's to be sold. And so who really wants to seek to get advice and be sold? Know that they're going to be sold. Expect that they're going to be sold. And so that's where the dynamic starts to break off. And, and I want to fix that. I want to address that. I think there's ways to do it. And I think that uh, the industry can change its stance and then be better suited 
to help uh, the people we intend to help right from the get-go. And that's really my intent. Yeah, well, I, I certainly appreciate that. And I'm fascinated to hear uh, how, how, how you think that, that, that the best way to go about that is. We find ourselves in a time where uh, information is more readily available than it's ever been. And through financial technology companies, it's really bringing investing to so many different people and financial planning to so many different people. Um, so how, how, what's, what's, what, what's the way forward? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great comment, George. You know, we, we are just inundated with information. But what we do with that information is a key point, right? And the fact of the matter is that information is there readily available to everybody, but how we use that information, what that what is useful in that information to us specifically as individuals is specific to us as individuals. And that's where the challenge is for AI. That's where the challenges are for people. There's, that's where the challenges are for advisors, where we got our biases that get in the way as advisors, right? Um, and then AI's got is limited to whatever scope of information we give it, and and yet then we have this real live person in front of us that has beliefs you know that are different from us, right? And and, and yet we have the same kind of assets, but and, and same kind of uh, family setup, but have a whole lot of different philosophies that would be different, and and that's where the engagement really needs to take place. What's important to the person in front of us? What is life fulfilled there, you know? And, and how do we tie that back to us? You know, how do we bring them as advisors? How do we, and I'm talking as an advisor today, you know, um, how do we bring that back to the people um, in a way that's of meaning to them specifically, uniquely to them? Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. It's how do we really marshal all these incredible resources because without any sort of guidance through that, um, then it's just, to your point, it's just a ton of crap, or it's a ton of great stuff. But how do I know what's 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 sort of right? Um. So uh, that's that's uh, that's kind of it, right? Is is that what what do you really think of as the value of a financial professional? Yeah, so that's the that's the real value of a financial professional. I mean, I, I you know is first starting off with. Hey, it's not about me as a financial professional. It's not about the products and services that I have. It's about you and your life. It's about what you want in your life. And what you, what's important about what happens to the assets that you've got for the ones that you love, for, for maybe yourself, you know, uh, and we've got to figure out, you know, and help you figure out if, if you're, you're the person that we're helping, um, you know, how, how best to arrange um, those assets that you have, maybe, and direct your cash flow in different ways. Sure, sure. that's what the advisor's got to end up doing. But we have to first start off with with the person in front of us, and and we don't spend enough time on that. You know, um, we do a lot of things like fact finding, and I think the facts are great. Interestingly enough, as an advisor, um, people expect me to take facts, but my team gathers the facts. Yeah, I, I know that as an advisor. If I look at your facts first, I'm automatically biased to those facts. I start to, you know, criticize the person who last touched them, and wonder, you know, whether they should be, uh, you know, put in a different, uh, uh, aligned a different way. And, and, and it, that's probably so. But how do I make that decision until I know who you are and what you want to have happen, uh, specifically with those assets today? And tomorrow, and then when you pass on at the same time, right? If I'm the, and I'm, I'm talking about as a lead advisor, I'm talking about as the holistic advisor. You know, um, George, we all know that you're also a specialist yourself. 
And, and I would be turning to you, right, as a specialist because I am not a specialist in that area as, a, as an example. And so I know that when I, you know, when I should be handling it and when I should be reaching out to someone like you to help me make sure that I, my client is well served. And that's the other part, you know, of, of the balancing act. We can serve our clients in a holistic manner and we can do it at best practices if, we, if we're willing to align ourselves with others that are of the proper spirit and, and you know, aligned with your values and at the same time providing for your clients because people are gonna really be appreciative of that. They are. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly makes sense that it's imperative to start with understanding exactly what the client's situation is, what currently, more importantly, where they want to go, and then help them match up to the appropriate products or solutions, strategies, whatever that might be. What what stands in the way of that? Probably ego, probably money. Well, all the above. I mean, if you could go on and on, right? It's It's not readily available. I'll go back to the initial point you know, starting off with one company. And when I got started off in the business, you could only do one discipline. You could only do it with one company. And and think about those restrictions relative to the comments I'm making, which is we have to have the world of opportunities, you know, at our beck and call as advisors so that we can be at the ready to help our clients. And so that's one of the challenges. How do we get at the ready? How do we get a team of other like-minded advisors around the areas of, let's say, banking, insurance, investment, tax, and the law, outside not only my geographical territory, but perhaps beyond that, right? And that's where I'm really seeking uh, to, uh, to help advisors do, is to reach beyond their geographical territory, reach beyond their area of expertise, and, and start to, to build networks that really help people as they go beyond, you know, just the area that, that they live within. So, so the, the challenges continue and compound as we go beyond our borders, right? And what I mean by borders is our expertise or our geographical territory. So, yeah, um, you know, but, but the fact of the matter is we are as people going all over the place, right? State to state, yep. country to country, we're falling in love in different places, but you know, we're leaving our businesses behind, we're leaving our families behind. You know, our footprints are all over the place. And how do we as advisors really uh, prepare for this globalization that's really taking place? Yeah. And so I guess I, I guess the answer to that question is I'm, I'm curious. And then also from a client perspective, how do I know that, that the advisor that I'm working with is, I guess, positioned and the right person for the job to accomplish what you've just been talking about? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of – I could make a lot of commentary to that because I think that you know, an advisor that is not equipped – Right. Without that collaborative still can be of help to you um, if they're if and, and I and so I think that's a stepping stone is the first part is your advisor. I think focus on you and what's important to you. And and if they're first and, and number one, number number two is that as you being the one who's getting advised, make sure they're focused on you. Right. Make sure that they're 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 sharing with you what they do and how they do it, and you agree before you give them any information. I mean, that's another thing that, you know, we make a mistake with every day. You know, we start giving information out before we should. And and uh, once you do understand what they do and how they do it, and really the motivations behind doing it that way, um, and you agree with that, then go ahead and, and make sure that they're check focused in on you. If they're focusing in, uh, focusing in on you, 
they trust them. That's the other part, right? It's a it's a symbiotic relationship that's got to take place, and and in order to fix, you know, this relationship, we've got to fix it from both sides. So one is, you know, the advisor's got to prove it to you, but at the same time, if you really want the value from your advisor, you really got to trust in them as well, and so and and challenge them. You know, um, do they have that network? You know, who are those people that they have within it? You, today, you, that's automatic. You can check it out, you know, check out their websites, look at their LinkedIn profiles, um, see what their stars are or whatever it might be. And, and uh, so I think there's a lot of opportunity to do uh, back checking. But you get that. The first part is really you own it um, as the person who's going to pay for that advice or accept that advice. Is this person aligned with you? And, and that's really, I think, the starting point, George. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's excellent right there. And to be able to, <clears throat> I, I think that sometimes people are, are, are uncomfortable asking those questions, um, but it's just that's that's got to be the starting point of, you know, tell me a little bit about your process and tell me how you make money and, and how you're compensated and all those things. Sure. And get that out on the table. You bet. You bet. You know, it's it's a... It gets complicated, I guess, but I think people forget that it's their life, right? It's your life, and you better. I mean, when you're talking about, um, you're talking about your finances. I mean, this is what creates and limits pretty much everything you have, materialistically anyway, um, in your life and for the ones that you care about. So why wouldn't you um, be severe about it, right? Why wouldn't you really pay attention to? that dynamic and, and, and have the advisors that you can just trust implicitly. And wouldn't that be a great thing? We never have to worry. You just pick up the phone and just ask, hey, what do you think? You know, and, and you know, you're going to get, um, an honest, uh, genuine, authentic, uh, you know, idea or feedback from those that, that are around you helping you and they ought to give it to you because you're paying for it, right? You're, you're paying for that. Uh, they're being paid for that privilege. You know, and that's an uh, opportunity for them as well as for you. Yeah, and I, I feel like you're you you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier about how just because somebody might not be ideally positioned, that doesn't mean that they can't bring value to you. But there's certainly all these new models. I don't know if they're new or not, but people are charging just flat fees. People are charging hourly. There's fee-only fiduciary advisors out there. So do you feel like there are people out here who are fitting the bill and are doing the, doing the work as you're describing it? Um, you know, I think there are. I, I really do. Um, you know, I, I, I think there, there are a lot of great practitioners out there. Um, I just think the dynamic is, is a challenge. And I, and I lay it out in a little financial advising um, how we've done it. Um, because you know, I'm not just here to, to bitch and moan about it. Right? I want to, <laughs> I want to share a different way, a way that works. Um, and, and, uh, and for my practice, which I've been blessed to, uh, to, uh, to do very, very well in this business that I know that my calling is to share it and give it back because, um, <laughs> the way that I, I do it today, um, it just really brings a lot of joy to me, right? It, it, it's aligning my core values and the law of financial advising is called a law of financial advising because there is a spirit of Hawaii um, that I brought from my father and my mother, my, my family, 
uh, and share it and, and put it right into the fabric of, of my business. And so my personal life is driven by my core values and that's those same core values that bring me joy and happiness in my personal life is carried over into my business life. And that forced me to make changes, that forced me to look at things differently so that I could have joy no matter who I'm speaking to, because I know that no matter who it is, my heart and soul is committed to bringing happiness to that person. And, and, uh, and, and I'm always f- full of gratitude for that, those opportunities. And I think that, you know, just that stance to begin with and that uh, belief of abundance that I'm not in competition with other advisors, that every advisor out there has their unique, uh, you know, unique way of doing things, their special gift that they have, uh, their unique talents, and I want to celebrate those. And uh, to the, you know, to the extent that it makes sense to do so, bring it into my practice and to share their aloha with, uh, with, in, in conjunction with mine, uh, to those that that I'm serving or they're serving, so that we're better off uh, all together. We as advisors by doing the right things, and those that we uh, who we advise who are counting on us to give us our best. I love it. Well, Stephen, people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess a, a difference-making tip for, for those that we're advising, those of you seeking advice, really is to look at your financial life and financial health as you would your personal health. You know, that, uh, you know, that, that look at your advisors as you would your physicians, right? Who are the, who's, who's the best to serve you? Are they really taking looking at you in the right way? Do they have the proper uh, team uh, surrounding them, proper access to the best of the best so that you will not be left alone when their area specialization or their reach, um, you know, doesn't extend to where you're, where you, what your needs may be. And I, I really implore you to do that, that, and challenge you, make sure that your advisor really is focused on you and has that team ready to go, but it has that spirit aligned with who you are, that you're the most important uh, person in the deal. And it's really about what you want to have uh, as your life fulfilled and to ensure that, that it is to call on the right people. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Steven, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, so some can join me at stephenkagawa.com. And uh, I know that's a hard uh, uh, thing to, to spell. So Steven is with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Kagawa is K-A-G-A-W-A.com. Uh, or at the Pacific Bridge Companies Um uh, dot com. You can get me there uh, and get me on LinkedIn. You can find me all over the place. And uh, you can also find me in spirit through my book, Aloha Financial Advising, that you can get at Amazon.com. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Stephen your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to StephenKagawa.com. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-K-A-G-A-W-A.com. And then it's the Pacific Bridge Companies. Dot yes. com, and then pick up a copy of Aloha Financial Advising as well. Wherever wonderful books are sold, I imagine. <laughs> Thanks again, Stephen. Thanks a lot, George. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform, 
for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.